Welcome to Conversations with Connors. I'm your host, Adam Connors. Whereas most people would like me to lead their introduction acknowledging their social status as the CEO of a wildly successful company, today's guest, my friend Hugo King, would prefer to be recognized as someone that provides value to others. In fact, in order to make it to his tight-knit circle, you have to be able to provide value to others. I love Hugo's story of ascension, and I'm confident you will too. As the conversation unfolds, we get to learn how this shy, introverted kid from the Bronx through hard work and great relationships created a life by design rather than living one of default. You will walk away with many takeaways to include but not limited to the importance of listening, the 738.55 rule of communication, how sports have played an integral part in his life and how metaphorical sports are to life, especially when it comes to how he evaluates others. Hugo gets philosophical with us and shares his perspective on how we are all creatures of habit and the importance that we should put on choosing good habits. He stresses follow-up, honoring that you do what you say you're going to do, and the value of your integrity. As he so eloquently puts it, it takes 30 years to get into the inner circle and only 30 seconds to get kicked out. During the conversation, Hugo provides some thought-provoking quotes like, The dream never dies, just the dreamer. The song never stops, just the singer. Another one is, humans are born to win, but programmed to lose. And probably my favorite, you don't want your home to be your world, you want the world to be your home. Hugo also shares some interesting stories with us, so rather than steal his thunder, I'll let you hear it for yourself. Enjoy my conversation with Hugo King. All right, I'm happy to be sitting across from my good friend Hugo King. Hugo and I met. How long did we meet? Actually, wow, you know, this was. Uh, I'll say, Adam, uh, from a time frame perspective, we met maybe eight months ago. No, was, no, no, it was definitely longer than that. You think it was longer than that? I know summer had passed. That was one summer. Yeah, and then from there, prior was a winter. Yeah, so maybe over yeah, a, I, a year or so. Yeah, I'm gonna say two because I've two? been playing. For the past three, maybe four years, so maybe we, our friendship, we should say, kindled maybe two years ago. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. But uh, so it's funny, uh, Hugo is just, I, I can't begin to tell you what a good guy um, Hugo King is, and, and I'm talking about you as if you're not here, and how once we initially just started talking, I knew he was my guy. Well, you thank you. Guy. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we met in the courts, the hardwood that is. Uh, Hugo is a, a couple generations older than me, but plays as if he's a couple generations younger. Thank he's you. Got, uh, he plays the game smart. He's got a great shot. And uh, we tend to win when we play together. Yeah, absolutely, Adam. You know, uh, what, I, what I love about you, you're a team player. And when I learned years ago playing college ball and, and being around a lot of pros, but mainly college, is my coach taught me a lesson. So a lot of the lessons learned on that hardwood. And one lesson that he taught me, he says, Hugo, the way guys play the game is the way they live their lives. And meeting you on the court, you are a giver, you work hard, uh, you get all the work done, and you're a team player. Some players are just selfish. Uh, they just think about what they call me basketball. Uh, they don't play the team game. They don't understand chemistry. They don't understand how to take advantage of strengths and weaknesses. 
and you pretty much button all that up. And so, so I knew that, and you were kind about it, and you didn't have no disputes when it was disagreements. You were a team player. Let's move on. So that said a lot about your character. Well, thank you. I guess that's probably why we do get along well, because, I, I mean, <laughs> you embody everything that you just described, uh, as well as leadership. I, I remember when, uh, I, I think it was one of the first times that we really were talking, I didn't even really know each other, and you're just, you're just running drills on us. It was a Sunday morning. Sure, sure. We are creatures of habitual habits. Yeah. And some things just come out naturally. And so when we have ample time, I like to be productive in the non-productive time until we are ready to get on that court and, and everyone's ready to go. So I saw some young fellas there, and I said, we got there early. So I like to share my skills and what I've been taught and help guys out, you know, get some things going. Awesome. Yeah. So, so talk to me. Walk, walk, us, through, walk us through your background, uh, personally, professionally. And basketball, I want to hear. I want to hear it all. Yeah, well, you know, uh, it's a long story. However, you know, I, I grew up in the Bronx. Um, from the Bronx, I've learned a lot of life lessons by being community uh, involvement through different services they had there. They had sports. Uh, one was the Salvation Army, where I learned a lot about religion. I learned a lot about organization. I learned a lot about giving. And sports was the main reason why I was there. But these were all serendipities that kind of going fast forward that paid off for me down the road that I didn't realize all those mental bombs that were placed in my head kind of really went off later in life at the right time. And it's funny that uh, at the Salvation Army, every year they have what they call kettling, where you see them in front of a fourth quarter with Christmas time where they gather money at in front of these retailers or different places on the sidewalk ringing a bell and you see this big red kettle and people insert money in there and I was like 14 15 years old and they said look you want to make some extra money young man you know and it was minimum wage but I didn't really care but I know it's doing something good for other people so that was important for me and speeding along you know of course I had a good basketball Ability It got me into college. And from college, I've learned so much about life, business, and I got introduced into a photography business. Believe it or not, I hurt my knee. And one of the uh, alumni came up to me and said, look, I got a business that I want you to get involved with because you've got a great personality. So I got involved with uh, photography. I had, I had no idea about photography. didn't know the camera, had no interest. But I knew cells and people, those were my strengths. And what type of role did you have in photography? Were you taking well, the pictures? No, were you selling? No. Were you? Yeah, well, actually, we're going to retailers. Uh, you may see it today uh, in a Sears or Target or Walmart where they set up studios and families come in and have their pictures taken. Uh, back then, it was advertisement done on what we're talking about currently. However, when I got involved with it, you had to sell the item, the product to get the whole thing going. And I didn't know. I was pretty much a shy guy. I, you know, in fact, when I dated a girl in college, and it's funny, she said uh, she was a religious girl, and we went to church on Sunday and uh, we had dinner afterwards. And the next day in school, she says, Hugo, my, my parents were kind of concerned about you. I says, what do you mean concerned? They says, not only were you shy, you didn't even talk to yourself. 
<laughs> and I was like, wow, I'm that shy. But I, you won't know that today. No. <laughs> but, but back then, I, that taught me a lot that, you know, I had to really understand and, and take advantage of uh, developing more interpersonal skills. And so when I got involved with the photography part of the business, it was more on the sales end of it. And from there, I developed a lot of interpersonal skills and learning how to deal with people and giving the service. And that started me in the photography business. Now, what was really crazy about how things happen is from there, we dealt with some really great retailers back then in the 80s and 90s was Pathmark, which is a big retailer. And I had the ability, as we talk about basketball, and a lot of the NBA players came home in the summer. We all worked out and we developed some great relationships. And knowing those relationships will pay off at the end, I had no idea. When I went to a Pathmark meeting, a mid-management person was running that program that I was involved with. He says, Hugo, you are so involved with so many celebrities, and you basically supplied them to our different functions. Uh, the CEO wants to see you because you're bringing in a gentleman named Nate Archibald. That's a Hall of Famer, top 50 player, led the league in scoring and assists. And you, you guys are like brothers, but Jim Donnell is our CEO, and he wants you to come up and spend about 10 minutes with him. Well, Adam, 10 minutes turned into about nine hours. And not knowing that this guy was a big basketball guy, but he couldn't really get to the celebs the way he wanted to, but he knew I had the relationship. And from there, great things start to happen. Did a light bulb go on? Oh. You're like, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, he wrote me... Um, a letter the following day thanking me. And then he says, by the way, your the program- CEO did. Yeah. Jim Donald. He yeah. was the president CEO of Pathmark back then. You can Google him and you'll find out. So getting back to Jim, Jim said to me, Hugo, have you ever heard of Win Dixie? That's another retailer. It was about at that time, they were about 1500 in the Southeast strong. And I said, Win Dixie, you know, like I told you earlier, I'm from the Bronx and, you know, I'm doing my thing in the, Northeast here in New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. I didn't know much about the Southeast. And he said 1,500 stores. That's what stood out to me. He says, a guy that used to work for me runs that program, and he's in charge. Actually, he's the president of Winn-Dixie. So I go down and meet with this guy and tell you about people skills and how relationships are important. He says, Hugo, whatever Jim wants, we'll do it. He says, in fact, when you fly down, don't check into a hotel. You, you stay with me. Wow. Yeah, and from there, they develop another relationship. And from the photography led me into becoming a broker. And a, a brokerage business happened when a gentleman came to me. He says, look, Hugo, you know so many people. They all cater to you. Uh, I have a business that I need to introduce you to. Why don't you meet me up in my home? So I went up there, and, and he showed me the success that he had. And on a monthly basis and all the uh, revenue he was generating from all these different uh, relationships and manufacturers and vendors, he got my attention. Yeah, he had like 15, 20 different uh, checks, you know, averaging 15 grand or so. He got my attention. I thought I was successful. And uh, he introduced me to the food business. What, what year is this? This was going back in 19... 19- 95, 96. Okay, we've been here for a while. Yeah, yeah. And so he says, look, you find me a clean-cut celebrity, 
uh, unblemished? And I did. And he says, we can form a company. And I, I didn't know anything, Adam, about the food business. But I knew, as he said, no matter who you are, what color you are, what culture you are, what race you are, you have to eat. <laughs> so that got my intention. You know, I, I thought I knew it all back then. I got my degree in criminal law there. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, this is interesting concept, and this guy has success. But I had something he didn't have. He's successful on a regional level, and I have connection. I have connections on a national level. And so the celebrity I found has a you know, former NBA player. He had a relationship with the co-founder of Costco. And then we have Winn-Dixie, and that's how we develop a relationship when it comes to the food business, which led me to other relationships as well. Yeah, you are a master relationship guy. <laughs> uh, so so have you been doing the same thing since 96 then? Well, a little before that, I, I, I started the actual photography business, as I mentioned prior. Okay. And what happened with the photography company at the time was called Heritage Studios, and I was able to generate enough revenue to purchase that company. Great. Yeah, and from there, I was able to employ people throughout the country uh, through all the relationships and customers that we had developed. Wow. So, and, and then, so you had the, the photography. Did you sell that business, or do you still have that today? Well, yeah. I still have it today, mm -hmm. but on a smaller scale. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I basically took that particular company to help people. As yeah, I mentioned, criminal law is my thing. Is I always like helping people, but I don't want to help them when they're in trouble. Uh, normally it's financial reasons why people get in trouble, so I was able to give them a opportunity to introduce them to a business where they can just have some stable and income coming in and then doing the right thing in life. That's great. Mm -hmm. So so talk to me about now, so around 95-ish, you, you start becoming, um, did you start as a new company or you were a broker for an, uh, a different company? Well, I, as I mentioned, gentleman that introduced me to the business, we formed a company, and the company was uh, KK&W, my last name being King, his last name being Keeperman, and W being Gus Williams. And, he, and we started that business back there in 1999, and from there, um, it grew. I pretty much went his way, and gave me the opportunity, and we started our own business. And our business is USA Brokers, and from there we start brokering deals. Wow! Tell us about tell us about uh, the, those types of deals that you broker. Well, we brokerage all kinds of deals. It goes from the food business, which is the core. Uh, we bring in different manufacturers and vendors that's probably north of a hundred million dollars or better that can get into certain retails place or whatever business they may have, and being that we have the relationships, we introduce them to those uh, potential customers, and we open the door for them, and we manage both sides. Wow, that's great. That sounds like a lot of fun, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what it is? It's, that it's, it's, it's not label intense. When you're running a, a corporation, when you have employees, and you have legal department, you have a, a whole bunch of other departments, and the business that I am, you just need a computer, a good assistant, and that's it. Well, I think you're making it uh, a sound a lot easier than it really is in terms of the backdrop of what it took you 
to establish these relationships. You know, there's a, I don't want to, I don't know if you want to call it like, you know, sweat equity, but you had to, you know, you put in a lot of time, you developed these relationships. Talk, talk to me about that. Oh yeah. Well, relationships are, are, are critical. As I mentioned, Jim Donald opened that door for me when he introduced me to John Sheehan. And then my partner, uh, Gus Williams, introduced me to Jim Seneco, who's the co-founder of Costco. And Costco is the number one club store in, in the world. And everyone wants to go in where the winners are. Yeah. And we had those particular relationships. And from there, develop other relationships. Like I met you. Uh, I, I deal with a lot of NBA players. In fact, I was... Uh, mentoring and during my time with the Salvation Army, and I went in between there and college, I got a chance to mentor young guys, young kids. And one of the guys I mentor uh, called me up, and this was uh, three or four years ago, and I couldn't believe it. He says, Hugo, I'm in New York now, I'm in entertainment business, and I want you to come see Motown. That was a Broadway show, it's the story of Motown with Barry Gordy. I says, okay, no, I really don't want to do that. I'm a pretty laid-back guy. I, I, when you have success, I'd love that. I want to find someone else that doesn't have it so I can introduce them to what it takes to become whatever it is that they want to become. So he convinced me to go there. And he, at, at the end of that show, he explained to me that his particular client played Michael Jackson. And he introduced me to the lead guy, which is Brandon Victor Dixon, that played Barry Gordy. From that relationship, we had a conversation, Brandon and I, he has his own production company called Walk, Run, and Fly. He says, I heard a lot of good things about you. Let's just get together and see if there's any synergy there. Come to find out, you know, um, there was a lot there. So we helped him with his productions in terms of financing deals on Broadway, and I never thought I'd be involved with the entertainment business at all. So that relationship developed, and now he's doing great things. You know, he's on many, many Broadway shows and productions that he has done. Does it help you? Um, a good friend of my, uh, my, my daughter, one of her best friends, um, her father, both her fathers, I should say, um, they have a CPA company that caters to Broadway and entertainment. So if that helps you, you know, we'll talk off you know, offline, sure. um, and go through the particulars of, of any introductions that could benefit either, sure. either you or, or your friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Sorry to cut you off. I no, 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 that, that, that. no, yeah. no, that, that's fine. Yeah. You know, and, and, and from that relationship of develop other relationships, I didn't realize the, uh, what was involved and how lucrative uh, Broadway is once you able to strike a good deal. Interesting. And do you stay in touch with him? So that was three or four years ago. How's he doing now? He's doing extremely well. Uh, in fact, he represents several major actors. He, he represents, uh, well, he's doing well individually himself. You know, he's moved on to uh, he, Hamilton, which is one of the. Might have heard of that. Yeah, top, top uh, Broadway shows. He played Aaron Burt, which is the second uh, in command of that particular show. And from there, he moved on to a, a TV cable network, a star, and a, a big, big show called Power. Awesome. He plays a, a lawyer uh, named Terry. And from there, we, uh, I met quite a few other people from there. That's great. So so you've got this knack for building these relationships. 
do you have a philosophy on how you go go into relationships? Well, I, I won't call so much philosophy. I'll call it more of a strong foundation and what it takes. Number one, all you have in this business and this life is your name and your reputation. Um, they say 5% of the people control all the income in the world. That's an inner circle if you can break through there. Uh, and I never tried to, and all had no in my mind to ever be uh, enter into that. I was introduced to it, and I understood what it takes to become part of that inner circle. Yeah, a lot of those guys that are very, very successful, very unassuming. Uh, integrity is very important. Close knitted, and they don't let anyone in there. It's it's pretty much not a, a big task to get in there. But it can take you 30 years to get in there and 10 seconds to blow it off. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and from those relationships, uh, you heard of Fleet Bank. Mm -hmm. And a couple of guys I know were on that board and ownership of Fleet Bank. They sold it. And you know it today as Bank of America. And they left there with $4 billion. Sounds like they're hurting. No, no, not at all. You know, I don't <laughs> cry for them at all. But, just, you know, but from there, I, I met and, and had other relationships that developed from the financial perspective. Um, they have a company uh, that's doing extremely well, a uh, wealth company. I never thought in my wildest dreams all the relationships that I have today uh, from all different walks of life. What is it that you do? You know, how do you maintain these relationships? How do you keep up with them? How do you how do you stay relevant? Um, what value do you provide to some of these you know these big shots, quote unquote? Well, the difference between a big shot and a little shot is that when a little shot stops shooting, Aaron Adam, big shot continues to shoot. Yeah. Now, how we maintain our relationships, like I said, is close knitted. We know each other's family. The kids grow up together. We have a lot of common goals, and we do a lot of things together as a family. Uh, but it's a legitimate family. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people that I've met with, they talk about listening. You know, that seems to be like there are a bunch of common themes that I hear from people that have really good relationships and have really made it. I, I hear listening. Um, I hear getting back to people in a certain amount of time. Um, I hear different tips and tricks that people do to make sure they, you know, they, they don't lose touch with people that are important to them, even when they're busy. Mm -hmm. um, are there things that you do to keep in touch or that you just have, you have again, getting back to a philosophy of, of keeping these relationships? Well, good question there, Adam. Um, as I mentioned to you, all we have is our name and reputation, and we are creatures of habitual habits. I've learned from Jim Donald, which turned out to be one of my mentors, Here's a guy that had over 20,000 employees, and you call him up. And again, I'm, I'm not at that level at that time when I was dealing with him. I was working within his corporation. He calls you back within 12 hours. I'd learned that habit, the importance of calling people back. You mentioned listening. I look at how we are physically put together from the man above. He gave us one mouth, two eyes, two ears. All right. He wants us to do less talking and listening. And as you mentioned earlier, listening shows value. Uh, you, you can't have a sender and a receiver. Well, actually, you can have a, a sender and a receiver, but you can't have two senders simultaneously. That means somebody's not listening. 
and the sender is the one that's talking and the receiver is the one that's listening. Some people you wonder about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what type of relationship no-nos do you come across with people? The no-nos is, the again, the ones that don't listen, mm-hmm. the ones that don't have big dreams and goals and purpose. Uh, there's three type of conversations you have every day, Adam. Small mind, average minds, and the great minds. The average mind, the small minds basically talk about people. The average minds talk about events. The great minds talk about their goals, their dream, their purpose, and what they're after. So in every conversation, they're going to fall within one or three of those categories. Mm, wow. And, and when you first meet people, what do you have, you know, how are you sussing this out? Well, what I look in their eyes. It's, it's normally a person when you speak to or with, looking a person in their eyes shows integrity. Uh, body language is important. Word inflection is important. But sometimes conversations itself doesn't do the job because I call those feel-good conversations. Uh, I'd rather watch a winner than to hear one any day. Because mm. example, <laughs> example is always clear. You got some good sayings, good cliches. <laughs> so it's funny you say that because there's, um, I forgot what the doctor's name, but they did this study. It's called the 738-55 rule. And 7% of you know communication is really done via words. Mm-hmm. 38% is done via tone uh, uh, and speed, I think, tone and speed. And 55% is body language. Mm-hmm. So to your point, um, you know, the body language, the, the tone, how people are speaking is really what's, what's going to make, whether you're conscious of this or not, the, how you're going to render decisions on your interactions with other people based on that 738-55 rule. Well, yeah, well, that's a good rule. And, and basically it embodies everything that we represent and anything we do in terms of when it comes to communication. Um, you want to lead with your best. Uh, you, you want to be able to let people know what's in your heart. I love people that speak without notes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell by their vocabulary. You can tell how they uh, interact with you during the course of a communication. Uh, it plays a big, big role. Uh, and then some people can fool you at times as well. Yeah. You know, and so you got to be careful with that as well. That's why I said I'd better watch a winner than to hear one any day. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, how you live is, it tells me a lot about who you are. Yeah. What what are things in in terms of tells? What are things that are really off putting to you when it comes to relationships or um, your interactions with other people? Uh, so I'm not clear on that question. So I don't, you know, I don't know if it's the person that says they're going to do something and doesn't. So like I lo- you know I love giving people you know I, I always give everyone the benefit of the doubt, but but I'll throw a test in you know some mm-hmm. type of te- oh hey you know g- you know give me a call mm-hmm. or or just something to to initiate something that's going to require some kind of follow through. Or well, like, you, yeah, like for me, sorry to talk over you, <laughs> um, you know, when people are like, oh, yeah, let's get together. Let's, let, don't just, let's just get together. All right, let's, let's lock it up or, or don't say something that you don't mean. Yeah, what, what you're saying there, Adam, if you don't honor what you say, it makes a statement about who you are as a person. Uh, it's important to honor what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important. <clears throat> and all that you do. Excuse me. Yeah. 
in, in terms of back to your business for a second, great business. You travel around. Uh, I understand you play a, a decent amount of golf. <laughs> um, what are some of the best, uh, you know, parts of your of your role? Well, part of my role is basically being around people, uh, winners. You, you learn a lot. As I mentioned, there's three levels. Uh, you learn a lot about winners, uh, but you want to be around all types of people because the world is full of unsuccessful, talented people that just doesn't get their break because they don't have that relationship. So when you're around those relationships, and like I mentioned, that's an inner circle, uh, the good old boys club, if you want to call, uh, you just can't get in there. And so some guys don't realize their dreams, their purpose in life. So as they get older in life, they reduce the size of their income down to their dreams, and they settle. Uh, what I do, I'm always around, and I've been pretty lucky, good people that are always reaching for more. Uh, I've learned a long time ago, you don't want the needy, you want the greedy. <laughs> 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 what do you, you got some great sayings. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. No, 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 no that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Because from there, you, what happens is that when you have a purpose and a dream in life, that's what gets you up in the morning. You see, because the dream never dies, just the dreamer. Mm. You see, the song never stops, just the singer. God, I feel like I should be saying amen. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, what about some people? Any 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 stories in particular, people that you've come across that you think is just a good story about whether it's human spirit or what they've done to build the relationship or, or uh, take a, advantage of an opportunity that was put in front of them? Because, yeah. and, and I'm sorry to, to, to cut you off again, the reason I say that is... Um, there are a lot of people that say they never get a chance, and I call challenge because I do think that there are opportunities. We get opportunities all the time, but we're not taking advantage of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's several several principles in life to answer that question. Uh, stories. Well, uh, there was a gentleman in Chicago. It was him and his father um, started a company, father and son, and they started a little district retail business and. But they were very religious people, and they understand about giving. So they said to themselves, um, it was called Taylor and Son, the company. And they said, well, Taylor and Son is doing very, very well in Chicago. And being that God has blessed us, they're very religious, they gave 10% of whatever the profits Tidy. were. Yeah. And from there, business starts to grow more and more. And they said, you know, forget the 10%. God has been good in blessing us. To tell you the story, they gave twenty percent, and then uh, oh, they went on. Business went from little district to region, and now they gave thirty percent of their profit. And it says, "Well, God, you you've been so good to us. You know, we're going to give you forty percent because the business is doing really, really well." And the business became a national business, Taylor and Son. And they say, God, you've been so good to us, we're going to give you 70% of our business because we're able to sustain and you've been blessing us with Taylor and Son. And you know the story. And everybody that will be listening to this know the company. And they says, well, God, you've been so good to us and business is going really, really well. And 10% is only our responsibility from a tithing perspective. 
we're going to change the name from Taylor and Son to Lord and Taylor. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'd never heard that story. Yep, true story. Wow. How, when did they? When were they uh, founded? Early nineteen hundreds. They, they were. I don't know the actual start up, yeah. but that is the actual true story of Lord and Taylor wow. from Taylor and Son. I'd never heard that before. Yeah, that's a, that's an amazing amount. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. no, no, well, one more quick story is, yeah. you know, and and this goes back to uh, people that don't get a chance to realize their dream. Persistency is so important in what you do. Uh, you can't give up. You talk about Colonel Saunders. When he retired, he looked at his wife, who was 62 years old, and he looked at his retirement check, it was his pension, Social Security. He told his wife, honey, we ain't going to make it on this. And he went in and failed in about 60, well, I think, well, maybe, yeah, 60 businesses. He you know, tried to supplement his income, didn't work. And so he came up with a concept of frying chicken. His whole family were laughing at him. They were all on the floor. You got to be out your mind, Colonel. And Lord, you're sixty something plus. And you're losing your mind. And, and we know it today is Kentucky Fried Chicken. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, I, Hugo, there are people that are listening. You talked about uh, mentorship, and and that's a big, that's huge, and it's becoming even more important nowadays. Um, any advice that you have for? people that are looking for a mentor you know what value do you put on mentorship and 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 what would you recommend to someone that is looking for a mentor well stay close to different organizations such as big brother big sister uh there's a lot of folks in this world innocently don't have a father don't have parents and they have no one that they can reach out to you have a lot of single parents mothers raising kids boys, and they just have no direction, no guidance, no leadership. It's important from a mental perspective to understand there are services out there that can help and the child from a mentoring perspective. Mentoring is so important in my life as well. That kind of opened up a lot of doors and windows. You see, we're born to win but programmed to lose. The journey is not an easy journey, but mentorship is so, so important, where you cannot just go in for five minutes, one hour. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. It's a marriage. It's not just going in and mentoring for a minute or two or a day or so. It's a partnership. So someone who's looking for a mentor, because a lot of times it um – they don't understand, like you said, the relationship, partnership. A lot of people think, oh, I just want to be able to get a job, and they, they're just missing the boat. And they don't understand how to value the mentor's time. So, you know, I've, I've always advised, you know, f- you know, first and foremost, to, to be cognizant of this person's time, someone that you're asking to be a mentor to, to uh, you know, lay out a plan. What is it that you're looking for? How can you, you know, try to make it as easy as possible for the person that's going to be mentoring you? So I don't know if you've, you've got advice um, for the people that are looking for mentors, how to approach a mentor. Um, you know, what is it that you would want back in return? And and I don't mean that you want anything back, but, but you know, what's the relationship? How do you, you know, whether it's just you're res- respecting you, what, what is it that you're looking for? Well, I'm looking for anyone... Again, that has a, a goal, a purpose, a dream, 
want they want to help themselves. You see, as I said to so many people, God can't steer a parked car. You know, you have to want something in life. You have to be moving. Because it's three things I've learned you cannot do. You can't climb a fence that's leaning towards you. You can't kiss a girl leaning away from you. And you can't make someone do something they don't want to do. You know, you have better luck nailing jello to the wall. So my my thing here is that you always want to make sure the person has a purpose, a dream, a goal. And sometimes you have to guide them in that direction. But more importantly, they got to have a high character, which is important. They don't teach character anywhere in the educational system. Mm. Uh, That's something that you have to have. Have going into the mentorship or something that you think that you can teach Somebody. You can develop that. Yeah. You can develop. Yeah. Because, again, we're born to win, but programmed to lose. Mm, ain't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of people that really need this um, this mentorship because the way schools are haven't really changed in a long time, and now there's less time in the corporate world that people are getting pushed and squeezed. So you're not seeing that. So now it's up to where, where a lot of corporations took that upon themselves to develop people. They had programs, things of that nature. Now that's gone. So it's really up more to the individual to seek out a mentor. Um, so, and there are a lot of people that just don't, uh, and a lot of the kids coming out, and even adults. There, there are a lot of adults that could use it. There are a lot of people that go through career changes, um, and it's nice to have a sounding board or just someone who's made it, you know, good to have a person that they can look up to or outside of just their network. Absolutely, because, you know, a lot of us are in a cage. They don't realize that. I say it differently. You don't want your home to be your world. You want the world to be your home. Mm -hmm. So you need someone to come and rattle that cage and let them know there's a tiger living inside of you. So you don't want to go to your grave with your music still in you. If you got a song to sing, sing it. You got something you want to do, do it. You got a place you want to go, go to it. Because one day it's all going to be over. You go to the cemetery, those are songs never sung, places never ventured to, uh, things never done. Wow. Wow. So speaking of that, what do you want your epitaph to read? It's what I left in people. There it is. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, we, we're running out of time here. Um, anything in particular that you wanted to ask me or talk about that, that we didn't bring up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, what, what, what I learned about you, Adam, which I, I, I'm very stingy with my friendship, but I saw something in you where you're such a given individual. You're a team player. Uh, you're sincere, and you want to help people. Where did you develop those characteristics? Wow, good question. Um, you hit me with a good one. I, I, that's a that's a good one. I, I'd like to give credit to my family. You know, I was raised. I was very fortunate. You, both parents, both parents worked, instilled a lot of trust and and loyalty. I really wasn't a good student in school and got into a lot of trouble. But uh, as long as I was honest. And as long as I worked hard and as long as there was some form of goodness to whatever it is that I was doing, I was given a lot of freedoms. So a lot of freedoms to make my own decisions and things of that nature. And I selfishly got more value uh, seeing other people do well. Um, 
I'm kind of low maintenance. I really don't need much. Um, uh, and I see a lot of value. I see potential in people. Everybody. I, I just see potential. Everybody has some form of potential and some way to get to, to, to be the best of them. So, and I have a pretty, I feel uh, I have a pretty unique skill in being able to see that for them or potentially help them get there. So I really, I, I just, I've, I just enjoy that. I, I enjoy getting the most out of somebody and, and seeing them do well and seeing them happy. Um, I'm lucky to be, you know, I wake up every day ready to, you know, I've got goals and I wake up every day ready to tear them apart. And, and um, so I feel very fortunate for that. And, and, you know, I need to, I need to pass that along and help other people get there. Um, I also realize that, you know, what, what good is something that I achieve if, there, if I don't have a bunch of people that I can share it with? So I don't know if I answered your question directly. That was a great question, and that really it gave me a, a big pause because I, I, that's something that I really should be reflecting on. No, no, that, no and that's a great answer, but that's what really draw me to you is that everything that you just mentioned. You see, it's like mining gold. You don't go in, you know, you got to move a ton of dirt just to get to the gold, but you don't go in looking the dirt you go in looking for the go because once you start doing throwing dirt around all you're doing is losing ground <laughs> yeah you know, i feel like i need to come on like a you should be on a sermon somewhere preacher <laughs> you, know, you go this is good um I, it's just so much to to learn uh from you i learned a lot today and, and we talk all the time and and there's so much more obviously I, I i'm really appreciative of your time i know how much you got going on I appreciate being able to share your story and your insights. Um, anyone who's listening to this, this is this is something that you're probably going to want to hear one, maybe two more times, um, if not anything, just some of these great sayings, mm-hmm. but but a lot to reflect on. Um, I, I have a, a lot of gratitude to call you my friend. I have a lot of gratitude that you spent this time, uh, and I have a lot of gratitude for the other people that are having an opportunity to listen to this. So thank you very much for making this happen. Well, I salute you and embrace you as a friend. (laughs) Thank you. One last thing before I let you go. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, are there any types of deals in particular that you're interested in hearing about? Well, it doesn't matter what any particular deal, um, no. But whatever a person may have that has some value to others, that's what I'm interested in. Love that. Love that. Hugo, thank you so much. My pleasure. You make it a great day. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If so, check out some of my others on conversationswithconnors.com. If you're someone looking to build a business, increase your sales, or make a career change, go to networkwise.com. There, you'll have access to a bunch of resources that can help you get started. Thanks again, make it a great day, and remember to always networkwise.